Welcome to another edition of Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs gather to tell the stories of their great new businesses. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to talk about how investors collaborate with startups to build great companies. We don't make or recommend investments here, but we do try to help entrepreneurs and angels find the right partnerships. Today, we're talking about how one company is leveraging the rideshare industry to create more opportunities for out-of-home advertisers, companies that traditionally use billboards and bus shelters. The out-of-home market is booming, and it's not being disrupted by Google and Facebook to the same extent that other traditional media is. My guests today are the founders of Mobile Ads, and they're taking the out-of-home advertising industry to the next level by wrapping rideshare vehicles like Uber and Lyft cars with advertising messages. And it's working. They did $1.6 million in revenue last year with blue-chip clients like American Express, Amazon, and T-Mobile. Craig Cook and Neil Sommerfeld are the founders of Mobile Ads. Welcome to the Angel Nest. Thanks for having us. So we're also very happy to welcome Tim Fry. Tim is an entrepreneur and an angel investor and one of the first investors in Mobile Ads. And he comes to us this morning from High Point, North Carolina, where I bet the weather's a lot better than it is here in New York. Well, it's probably a little warmer, but thank you for uh, having me. Join the call. Appreciate you making time. So, Craig and Niels, what would you say is the biggest advantage that you provide to advertisers? Yeah, I, I think the biggest advantage um, that Mobile Ads provides right now is, uh, you know, we're providing new and innovative uh, advertising format to uh, traditional out-of-home. Um, so by leveraging the gig economy, um, you know, just given the nature of the business, uh, our vehicles are always following crowds every second of the day. Um, on top of that, you know, we're able to collect large amounts of valuable data that uh, media buyers can use to measure the effectiveness of the campaign. Um, and so, you know, essentially they're able to justify the return on their ad spend to their stakeholders. So tell us how it would work in, the, in, a, in a real case scenario. Yeah. So, you know, a media buyer would uh, be interested in, you know, the out-of-home format. Um, we would provide them um, the option to uh, launch, you know, a fleet of vehicles in a certain market, um, whether it's around an event or just specifically around a product launch. Um, and then we'd launch the cars, uh, we'd acquire the drivers, and essentially collect the data and provide them the attribution report at the end of the campaign. And is it like a mobile billboard where it kind of goes where it goes around town, or can you actually direct the cars based on what the advertiser's looking for? Yeah, so we can uh, essentially do both. Um, typically, our, our cars are already on the road at least 40 hours a week, um, and they're driving in areas where there's a lot of people, so there's not much need to direct them unless there's a specific event. Um, but we can direct cars to an event if that's what the client wants. So Tim Fry, entrepreneur and angel investor, what is it that got you so excited about mobile ads that you were willing to be one of the early investors? Well, initially, my interest in mobile ads was due to the deliverables to clients not available with other out-of-home advertising, uh, specifically the mobile ads proprietary data analytics accompanied with the ability to add live retargeting through any digital channel was uh, very interesting to me. Also, the scalability of mobile ads and the capital light business model was very appealing. Yeah, investors certainly like a low-cost uh, low overhead business. So the question, I guess, then becomes, how are you going to defend that going forward, right, since you don't own the vehicles? 
you know, we, we see the the market as as so large um, in terms of inventory on both rideshare um, and other assets, uh, you know, that are moving. But the way we see it, uh, we've built a mode more internally um, in terms of our operational scale, um, quickness to market, uh, and our data analytics. You know, we're able to, to turn around a campaign report uh, in 24, 48 hours. Uh, most companies are using third parties for that. Because we are vertically integrated, we're able to launch campaigns a lot quicker than, than the other uh, competitors in the space. And we're also, since we control the whole process from creative to print to install, um, you know, we keep everything in-house and keep everything moving smoothly. And there's a real shortage of inventory in some markets, isn't there? And I've, I've even heard that advertisers need to buy months or even a year in advance. Yeah, that's right. It's actually it's a selling point for us uh, as well because... Particularly around certain events, um, you know, we're, we're going to do a campaign coming up in South by Southwest in Austin. Um, and we basically heard from clients that, you know, they're out of inventory. Uh, they ran out a while ago. And so we were able to create this inventory essentially overnight and at scale, obviously. So um, creating inventory in, in cities where there isn't a lot of out-of-home already, um, and that could be smaller cities or, or large ones. It could also be the point where you might want to get a billboard, but you don't have the right contact for it or you don't know who to call or... Uh, can't get a hold of them quick enough before a competitor. So, you know, we're giving people an extra option, and and they've been jumping on it so far. And now you're talking about adding scooters. Yeah. So we've actually recently have been in talks with the jump division at Uber um, and launching a pilot uh, for South by Southwest. Um, essentially, we would be selling the ad space on their scooters and bikes, so kind of adding a micro-mobility package uh, to what we're already selling, which... Um, you know, we see as a big kind of advertising ecosystem that uh, advertisers find valuable because these scooters and bikes are reaching crowds that our rideshare cars might not reach. And I think the reason they're they're talking to us about this is just, you know, we align on the rideshare. We focus on rideshare and the gig economy, and they've seen our track record with, you know, bigger brands and out of home. So um, that's been kind of a, a selling point for us. And I'm always curious how people come up with the ideas for their businesses. How, how, how did you guys uh, come up with such a concept? Yeah, so um, we both moved here around the same same time. Um, I was 2014. I think Niels was the same. So uh, we kind of moved to New York at a time when, when rideshare was overtaking the taxi industry in terms of transportation. And so essentially the idea was, you know, as people start using Uber and Lyft and Via uh, more, you know, maybe the ad should should follow. So we did look at the taxi tops. You know, our, our ad space is much larger. It's fresher. It's not what we kind of see as a watered down, you know, taxi top that's been running for for years. So it was a, it was a fresh you know fresh way to do it, and also it was a a market that obviously was was really large that we could take advantage of. There's I think 16,000 taxi cabs in New York, and there's over 100,000 rideshare vehicles. So looking at it from that angle, obviously the the rideshare play made made a lot of sense. And Tim, uh, I'm curious if it was concept first or founders first. Uh, what do you look at when you contemplate a new investment? What's most important to you and, and what did you see here that got you uh, so involved so early? Well, I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time talking with Greg and Niels about their business and some of the success that they'd had. I think one of the best confirmations of a new business concept is a satisfied customer. And I think one of the best expressions of satisfaction is repeat business. And when I saw Craig and Niels having success with major Fortune 50 companies and various campaigns throughout the country, and their success getting subsequent campaigns from those same customers, the repeat business, that 
was a validation for the concept. And I think for every angel investor, the determining factor is, is really based on having confidence in the founder's ability to execute the business plan successfully. And watching Craig and Niels execute multiple campaigns in new cities, you know, it really gave me the confidence that uh, they would succeed, and it drove my decision to invest in mobile ads. And obviously you were right. seems like they're already succeeding in a big way. That's great. So what's the grand vision? Uh, how far do you guys think you can build this out? Where do you go from here? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our focus right now is, is rideshare, of course. Um, we're really interested in, in building partnerships and expanding our, our product offering on the rideshare part. Um, but I think, you know, long term, uh, we would love to, to take our angle on, um, you know, out of home uh, to all types of inventory, um, especially the data attribution side. Um, and using the, the dashboard that we're building out to provide, you know, media buyers or anybody in the marketing space, you know, access to data that will help them drive decisions on their side and not just on, you know, rideshare, but, but every format. So I think that's the grand vision for it. And that's what we're working towards. And we've been able to, you know, leverage rideshare to, to bolster that. But, um, you know, expanding on that will be, will be crucial for us. Sounds like you're off to a great start. Where can uh, potential investors or partners reach you? Yeah, so they can reach us uh, by email. Um, so, you know, my first name, Niels, N-I-E-L-S, at mobileads.co, um, or by phone number, 919-623-7031. All right, Craig Cook, Niels Sommerfeld, and Tim Fry, uh, first angel investor. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, David. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us, David. You can learn more at our website, theangelnest.com. And now for the disclaimer that we don't make or recommend investments at The Angel Nest. We do not independently verify and cannot be responsible for the claims made by our guests or sponsors. You should always do your own homework before investing in any business, especially in private ventures. I'm David Hemingway. With help from David Newhoff, we produce The Angel Nest at the Film Center Building in New York. Thanks for listening. Here's hoping my fellow angel investors and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.